This is the Horse Radio Network. You can crowdfund for a surgery, but what about to buy a horse? This week on Heelstown Happy Hour, we're talking about how one bad Walmart purchase can derail your season, why we give two thumbs up to sharing a beer with your horse, and what it's like for a journalist to interview a much more famous journalist. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where three horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy Hour! I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Caroline Colbertson, and welcome to episode four of Heels Down Happy Hour. I don't know how we're already on episode four. It feels like it's flying by, but thank you so much for listening to us today. This episode is presented by EcoGold, a leader in saddle pad innovation. Known for their non-slip, shock-absorbing saddle pads, half pads, and protective horse boots, trusted by Olympians. So, Caroline, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I think that the more interesting thing is what kinds of drinks were being consumed when I was in Germany and Belgium. And let me just say that those were some of the best beers that I've ever had in my life and wines that I've ever had in my life. And then also, um, we, of course, were at CHIO Aachen for um, the week. And we got Brittany Frazier, who is the amazing, incredible, super kind uh, Grand Prix dressage rider. She rides for Canada. She was really stoked on this um, cocktail, and it was called Hugo. And you could get it at the horse show, at any of the restaurants at the horse show, and all around Aachen. And um, so she is going to share that drink recipe with us. Prosecco, soda water, ice, mint, elderflower syrup, and it's delicious. If you see it at a, a restaurant here, order it if you like Prosecco. In other news, did you guys hear about the Irish rider, Jaunty Evans, who's crowdfunding to try to save his horse, his Olympic horse? Wow, yeah, really? This story is like is really interesting to me. Because, That's heartbreaking, though. Yeah. I feel bad. It's but so I think sad. He's, he's raised a lot of money now, yeah? Yeah, no, I think, um, well, I guess the background story was from what I understood, I don't know him personally, but he's been on, he went on as a guest on the eventing radio show. If anybody wants to listen, it was 467 and also the 2018 WEG show, the 14th one. And he went on, I guess the owner, he's had the horse since it was like five years old, brought it up the levels himself, really like spent the time keeping the training consistent, like what he wanted to bring it to the top level, which he's done and did a very good job with it. And he, the owner just got offered a ridiculous amount of money. And so it was very nice of them. They decided to actually say, okay, look for a less amount of money. I think it was uh 500,000 pounds. If you could raise it, we'll let you keep the horse. So he went kind of a unique, unique way and started crowdfunding. And he's doing like an online auction with like really cool things. And I think he's got just under, um, 200,000 pounds still to raise, but I mean, he's still raised, I think quite, I mean, obviously like close to 300,000. So, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me that you can go to the Olympics with a horse and you still have no real hold on that horse's destiny and outcome. Like, I think, I, I understand the perspective of the owners. If somebody came to me and was like, here is a life-changing amount of money. Do you want to take it? Yeah. Hell yeah. 
but also like it's so heartbreaking for him i feel because it's the thing of so many of these top horses are owned by you know other people and so at the end of the day it's it's not your horse and it can be taken away and i mean that's a horse that he you know rode at rio and it's still yeah. you know he's having to crowdfund on like a website to be able to keep it and i just think that's a little bit sad and I mean, that it's kind of the reality of like being an upper level rider and having people own the horses for you. Um, and I mean, honestly, it's kind of what the sport is and what it is. And so basically what we do, um, I mean, we just try to own a portion of the ones that, mm-hmm. you know, at least part of them so that we don't have it pulled because, you know, Doug had a horse that literally just up and got pulled one day and we had no choice and like it got sold and we didn't even get, you know, and that's a whole different story, but you know, I'm really glad that at least these owners are giving him the option to try to raise the money and, you know, hopefully he can keep it. So I think that's the best part, you know, like they're doing right by him and apparently they're super nice people. So I'm just glad it's more that kind of way. You really want that Cinderella story, you know, that he raises the money and keeps the horse. So Fingers crossed. I know. Fingers crossed. We're we're cheering for you, John T. Yay, (laughs) go John T. But yes, um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, it's a different way to go about things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the 2024 Summer Olympic Games are going to be in Paris, which is amazing because, come on, it's Paris, it's France. But what's been cooler is it sounds like the Olympic or the Olympic equestrian sport portion is going to be in the Palace of Versailles, which is like, oh my God, what an unbelievable, gorgeous, historic, beautiful background. Have you guys ever been there, you know, just as a tourist? I have I not, have. but I think this is a really good excuse for Heels Down Happy Hour to uh, head to France if we're doing this in 2024. So we have to keep the podcast going for or even, approximately even the beforehand. Next we could just, we have to do like a preview of where the, if, you know, the, show jumping dressage and eventing is going to take place. So we have to go our responsibility I think so. to go see the chateau (laughs) and see it because they did host. It was the place. Isn't that where they did the CSI five star this year? Justine, do you know? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Cause I I remember seeing the photos from it and it was just beautiful. Just like horses galloping across the, the garden lawn, you know, with these, like this gorgeous ornate, beautiful palace in the background and, and how cool with the history too. I mean, it's just, it's been a place of power in Paris for centuries, you know, how cool. Well, my news is not quite as glamorous, but uh, it's <laughs> it's got to do with synthetic hormones, you guys. Woo! Um, so the long debate of the use of Depo Provera in horses or medroxyprogesterone acetate, which is what the actual drug is called, um, is kind of... Um, it's I, it's we're seeing the first results of that long debate. So um, this was released in a U.S. equestrian letter from um, President Murray Kessler, and uh, it's it's really soon too. So um, if you're a competitor in any USCF sanctioned shows, you're going to want to listen closely to this. So beginning September one, competitors at USCF sanction shows will be required to fill out a medication report if their horse has received depo within 90 days prior to the start of competition. Um, so the medication form, um, we'll link that in the show notes, 
but it's an online form. It I looked at it. It's easy to fill out. Um, you kind of have to fill out like how frequently your horse is getting it, how, um, you know, what the dosage is. I think you have to fill out who your veterinarian is. So it's, it's pretty easy, but it's, it's just interesting because it's the first kind of actionable, uh, step and requirement that's come out of this debate. That's really been going on for, I just shy of a year. I think they started talking about this more seriously in December and they held panels and forums. And, you know, the, the big question is, does depo affect horses performance does it act as a tranquilizer or does it just kind of help balance sort of moody mares out but then people were giving it to geldings and stallions and so you can't really make the argument for that um in those cases so we've talked about this on the podcast before um so you can go back and listen to our earlier episodes but this is the first requirement coming out of that long debate so it's an important one does your saddle pad work as hard as you do? With EcoGold's collection of breathable pads and half pads, you can be confident that your pad is putting in just as much work as you are. Shop now at ecogold.ca. That's E-C-O-G-O-L-D dot C-A. I was in the pharmacy a couple of months ago, and um, I had the lovely experience of buying approximately seven to 10 tubes of the maximum strength of Vagisil and carrying it to the counter. I hope this has something to do with horses because I'm kind of scared right now. And you should see a doctor. I thought I was going to like sneak up to the uh, self-checkout. Like I was like, I'm just going to be like, no one has to see this. Like, I'm just going to go to the self-checkout, whatever. And the line was really long. And so I had to go to the counter and I had like, I only had Vagisil. I had nothing else. It was just a basket full of Vagisil. And I set it on the counter. And of course the checkout person is a male. And so I just look at him and he kind of like looks at me and we sort of, I'm so awkward. I think he was just kind of like, I'm going to not say anything. And it's just going to, we're going to silently agree to not acknowledge how freaking weird this is. And I just looked at him and I go, it's my horse. And he (laughs) looked at me like I literally had three heads. It made it much worse. But (laughs) just so you you guys know. So yeah, um, it's really, (laughs) I I suggest um, purchasing it on Amazon in the future. It's less embarrassing. But uh, if you want to, um, you can use it on your horses, um, any sort of like fungal condition. So, um, uh, yeah, a fellow working student and groom actually turned, went back when I was a working student, turned me onto this. Um, and it actually works really well. You get like, get the maximum strength stuff, but like any sort of fungal scratches or anything like that, um, that, you know, is fungal and not bacterial, it works it works great because it's, that's all, you know, that's all it is, um, is it kind of kills that sort of yuckiness. We won't explain that any further because that's weird, but you can use Vagisil on your horse and you can also use it to terrify young men at the pharmacy. (laughs) Dual purpose. (laughs) I have to tell my girl, I wonder if they've even heard that. I've never heard of that. 
I haven't either. I mean, there might yeah. even be some in our barn, but I sure didn't buy it. I was like, no, <laughs> Doug's like, what the hell is this in the grooming box? <laughs> no. So what kind of cheap hacks do you guys have for the barn? Do you use any weird stuff that you can buy at like the pharmacy or the dollar store? Well, mine's not embarrassing to buy, but you know what I am obsessed with? Have you ever heard of, I guess, I don't know if we named it this or whatever, but I think so many people use it, but the dust buster spray, it's rubbing. We use it after we're done um, with the horses. Like if they're not super sweaty, like spray it on their wet marks. Or if we have the hunters like going in to jog right at the ring and it's equal parts rubbing alcohol and witch hazel. And then just like two tablespoons of the skin so soft Mm -hmm. in a spray bottle. It's incredible because a lot of times like we used to use just plain rubbing alcohol, but it'd like dry their skin out. Yeah. So our, my, our main groom, like Courtney, she's awesome. She started doing this and I love it. Like it's, it's so much better for the horse's skin. So do you call it dust buster spray? Like, is that what you call it? Well, that's what Courtney calls it. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's not exactly like the patented name. You just call it the dust buster spray. (laughs) No, I I mean, I don't think there's a label on our (laughs) like products and it's like dust buster. I bet it smells good though. And witch hazel is incredible. Like that's the best stuff in the world. And the skin's so soft. So it's between all of them. It's great. And you just, it lasts for forever. We put it in like a big spray bottle and all of our grooms use it. They love it. I feel like I use Skin So Soft for like uh, so many different things at the barn too. It's just one of those things you could use for anything. Yeah. Wait, really? I don't even have it. I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, can really? Just, yeah. You can you buy it anywhere? I bought that on Amazon or I guess that's where the girls buy it. But like it's online. I've yeah. I get it from Walgreens. I get it from yeah. Walgreens. We get it. The tax store carries it too. I feel like my grandmother took baths and skin so soft oh my god I <laughs> that's had a, all i know about it i had a trainer i had one trainer who hated it and she used to say uh it she it reminded her of like what a prostitute smelled like and i was like how Stop. would you even oh know what that smells like <laughs> what i have no clue how the conversations have gone from that to prostitutes. but that always oh, wow. stuck with this me is- so so every time I smell skin so soft, that's what I think of. <laughs> you might have just ruined my dust buster spray. <laughs> my you have something he... cool or is it going to be kind of gross like this? Does it have well, it's not so the female crazy. reproductive system. <laughs> no, it's more like baby products. I thought I got weird stares when I was buying like, you know, <laughs> diapers and diaper rash cream and baby wipes, but nothing tops the Vagisil, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but no, so I love Desitin. Um, and they're, you know, you can get the dollar store brand, which is way cheaper. But what's important is to get the kind that has the 40% zinc oxide, which is like great for so many skin conditions. So I had a mare who uh, was super itchy all the time and would rub out her tail and rub out her mane. And it was just the cheapest Honey. way to treat her in the summer is you just coat that area and it, like it helps stop the itching for her. Like she feels more comfortable and I use it uh, in Florida, like right now in the summer where it's like the pastures are just full of mud and horses get summer sores and scratches and all kinds of like on the skin right above their hooves. I just coat his feet pretty much all in desitin. I uh, do love the desitin. Oh, yeah. desitin's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I will, I will warn you from personal experience. Um, I had a student put it on her horse's chestnut face that had no white on it 
the day, the night before the show. Oh, no, oh, no. no, 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 no. Oh, child, no. It, she wasn't a child, but. <laughs> so she really more. should have known better. Oh, she didn't. And oh. it looked more like a spotted headed horse all over because it would get especially like when they'd sweat on their eyes if they're super sensitive and he was a chestnut she -hmm. put it all under his like you know right under the eyes on the whole nose area and he we couldn't get it off oh Oh, no mm -hmm, she did dressage like that i was like (laughs) maybe you'll learn (laughs) i just want to say um i well we're all light blonde haired humans so if it works for me i know that it'll work for you guys i can't speak for anybody else but i have put shoshin in my hair (laughs) i'm not proud of it like this is not (laughs) this is an admission it's a confession these are my confessions i've put shoshin in my hair i've also taken a bath in vetrolin i don't recommend the latter but shoshin in the hair is a good it's a good one is it like dry shampoo does it feel that way uh, no, it, it kind of makes your hair feel like Barbie hair, like real plasticky. Oh. But sometimes that's how you have to get your hair in a hairnet. So, you know, I mean, you just do it and you just don't tell your boyfriend about it and it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so speaking of things that you can buy for your horse at Walmart and pharmacies, this story is one of those stories that you it's it's just a shame because it was just an unfortunate mistake that has happened that has resulted in uh, Paige Johnson, the 32-year-old Grand Prix show jumper from Northern Virginia, um, to receive a year suspension and a fine. She was suspended back in April, it was announced, um, but it's only recently come to light exactly what happened. Paige's groom, her longtime groom, went to pick up some triple antibiotic ointment for Paige's horse, Luke Skywalker, 46. He's one of her uh, CSI two-star horses. The horse just had like a very small cut. We've all done this a million times where you just grab some, you know, triple antibiotic ointment um, from the store or you have somebody pick it up for you while they're there. The triple antibiotic ointment that the groom picked up accidentally had pain reliever in it in the form of promoxine and that is a banned substance because again it's a pain reliever so uh she her horse received a positive drug test at a horse show and um it's just a total mistake and it's really really unfortunate and there was no you know, ill intention, but it's ended up in a hefty fine for her and a year suspension. It's so terrifying. You, it's just one of those things that, you know, we've talked about it on, on this podcast. Um, and we recently had an article that I wrote for Heels Down Magazine about feed contamination. One of the, the things that stood out the most to me is how incredibly sensitive labs are now. So drug testing can find the smallest, most minuscule amounts of substances in horses' blood and urine. And you, this is the perfect example of how you can have, you know, no ill will, no bad intention or no, you know, intention to enhance your horse's performance. And you can still end up as a band rider. And you just, I guess you can't be too, you know, too careful. It's really unfortunate. 
That's the thing is you can't be too careful. And I think in, in her case, wasn't it the horse had been getting it for like a week or two. So it was like a bigger dose in its system. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, which is thing, scary. Yeah. I mean, obviously it didn't do, it didn't really help the horse at no, probably of course it was doing, but you know, um, and her, her different. vet was the one that was just like, you know, grab a, grab a tube of anti- triple antibiotic ointment and just, you know, this is a small cut. This is no problem. Well, we all have triple antibiotic ointment in all of our, you know, we have one in the medicine box. We have one in the big trunk. We have one all over the barn, but I mean, it's so scary that it could easily be picked up by the wrong thing. Yeah. Do not grab the wrong tube. No, we like make double sure, triple sure, quadruple oh. sure that you don't grab the wrong one because this could have happened to anybody. So it's so scary, super scary, super unfortunate. It's kind of a bummer of a story. Soledad O'Brien may be a highly esteemed broadcast journalist, but did you know that she finds her work-life balance in riding horses? We've got an exclusive sit-down interview with Soledad coming up in the August issue of Heels Down magazine. Subscribe today for access to this and much more from the Heels Down team. And your first issue is free. Visit heelsdownmag.com for more info. All right. So it's been kind of a crappy week down here in Florida for me, at least. Uh, My horse, who I've only had a couple of months, he's an off the track thoroughbred, just decided to stop sweating out of nowhere. And it's been one of those, you know, every day, every couple hours trying to see what we can do to make him feel better because it's it's like so hot and so humid. We just had a damn tropical storm on Monday. There's just like, it's like every bad thing all at once, you know, on this poor horse. And he's a great sport, but he's just been, he's just been so terribly hot. And I go to the barn and just watch him huff away and his nostrils are flaring and he can't catch his breath. And you just feel terrible because there's, it's one of those waiting game things where you just got to kind of wait it out and see what works. And I've called a million vets and, you know, done all the things and pulled all the trainers and knowledgeable people, knowledgeable people I know. And uh, this is, actually isn't the first non-sweater I've owned. I had my Hanoverian mare was a chronic non-sweater that required. Seriously? Yeah. So she she was a brood mare for a while and she stopped sweating after her second pregnancy and just oh. never, never sweat consistently again. So she was on one AC every day. 24-7 every day of the year was constantly on it. Had to see the acupuncture twice a year just to keep her regulated. And then occasionally in the summer when it got really bad, you know, we'd throw some Guinness in her feed for a week and she would kind of settle down. But this guy just sort of sucks. I mean, have you guys ever had a non-sweater? Because it just like it came out of nowhere. So right now we're just trying to identify what changes have occurred that could have caused this. No, and that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. So walk us through yeah, what, what happened. Like, one. how did you first notice it? What, you know, what were the signs that you first noticed that something was off? What are you doing for him now? Like, just walk like, us what through What are this the process. steps you have to take? Because I, I mean, I have no clue. We, we've never had one, thankfully. Yeah. So, I mean, usually in Florida, it, it's actually kind of common, which sucks. We're, especially from horses that come from up north and then they move to Florida and they just don't acclimate well to the heat and the humidity here. 
Uh, but so for him, I, we, you know, he, I got him in April. He was sitting in a pasture for two years. So, you know, he started to work slowly over the last couple months. Uh, he got on better feed. So we wondered if like the feed was making him hot. Um, we put him on better hay. He's pretty, he's fairly lethargic in his personality. He, like he is not a hot horse at all by any means when you ride. So we were, you know, the, my barn owner suggested like giving him a little bit of sweet feed just to try to see if it would perk him up. And I think it was, I think it's honestly been a metabolic change that just shut down his sweat glands. Um, and I do think it's hormone related, you know, like I've talked to, I've talked to many vets. I talked to my usual vet. I talked to my Eastern medicine acupuncture vet and, uh, they all don't have a cure and they don't have a, a one reason why this happens in horses. Cause for Belinda, my Hanoverian, they thought, Oh, this is definitely hormone related because it was after a pregnancy. And so every person I've talked to has, you know, like a list of 20 or so remedies of, well, this helped this horse, but it didn't work right. for the it's next so one. But yeah. yeah. So it's been There's really, no you know, plan. Right. And, and what works for one horse doesn't work for the other. So like Belinda was on one AC forever and it worked. I swear to God, it worked. So I just didn't mess with it because it worked with him. Uh, it, it is not working because that's the first thing I did was start dumping beer in his feed, uh, making sure he was getting electrolyte paste, uh, and paste form just cause try to get as much salt in him, in him as I can to get him to sweat. And then the one AC, but I actually just went to um, a vet off you know, off a track here who deals with all the track horses, and they suggested uh, this new supplement called Let em Sweat, uh, which I'd yeah. never heard of before. It, it looks sort of like off the market, kind of weird, like not necessarily, oh, you know, like <laughs> this looks kind of weird. Um, and he also gave me a script for uh, Thyro L. It's uh, yeah, it's, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so for like, you know, to kind of jumpstart his thyroid. And he got acupuncture this week, too. And the acupuncturist said the same thing. She said, you really want to stimulate that thyroid again. Mm -hmm. So I am hopeful that this will help. But, you know, the list is very long of things that I can try. Because next is the Equiwinter patches. Have you guys ever heard of those? They're like electrolyte imbalance. They're patches? I haven't heard of this. Literally, they're a patch, almost like a nicotine patch or something where you just like clip a, a, you know, clip some hair on your horse's butt and slap the patch on him. And he wears a patch for 10 days and you're supposed to see results. Oh, my gosh. That's kind of weird. It's like interesting. So it seems to me like from what I and I don't know a ton about anhydrosis. I've been very fortunate to never have a horse that's had this problem. But it seems to me that part of the problem is that it's a vicious cycle because um, it can begin as the result of a stress hormone or some sort of hormonal imbalance, but then the horses are so hot and that causes an immense amount of stress on them. So then that kind of makes it worse. And there's varying degrees of some horses. It seems like some horses can, can sweat some days and not other days, or they'll sweat on some parts of their body and not other parts of their body. Isn't that kind of, is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And that's the thing, like you said earlier, everything is anecdotal because every every right. horse I've met has different symptoms that affect them differently. So uh, so after he got acupuncture this week, he started to sweat, but only along his neck, right at the hairline under his mane. Hmm. Interesting. And that's the, 
Yeah, it's the most sweat we've seen on him in more than a week now. But actually, so uh, the University of Florida in Gainesville here has a wonderful equine veterinary program, and they're doing a genetic study right now, uh, trying to figure out if there is a genetic connection to anhydrosis. Say, you know, if it kind of like runs in Mikey's family, this, you know, the horses that he's related to have these problems too, and it kind of gets passed down. Hmm. So Yeah, they say that the odds have been reported to be 21.67 times higher in horses with a family history of anhydrosis, which is really interesting. interesting. Man, that would mean that you really like struck out on bad luck with having (laughs) two of them in a row. (laughs) I know. And and totally different breeds, totally different breeding. Belinda was a Hanoverian. Mikey's a thoroughbred. That makes no bloody sense at all. I know. So it's just so unfortunate. (laughs) I know it just sucks. And there's nothing you can do. He's got like three fans on him in the stall and uh, you just got to wait it out. But he is going to participate in the survey. So I'm kind of interesting to see what they find genetics wise. So So when does that happen? So I like filled out a bunch of paperwork and they just asked me to take uh, a sample of his tail and mail it to them and then they'll start testing. Cool. I can't wait to hear how that turns out. That's yeah. very interesting to me. Yeah. He's a good candidate because at least with thoroughbreds, it's easy to track, you yeah. know, like their sire, they're, they're all their lineage. So, um, so we'll see what happens, but, uh, fingers crossed that he starts sweating on the screen. I know. Guy. So He's sad. so cute. So you guys, I was checking out the new issue of Eels Down magazine and on the cover, it was slowed out O'Brien. Justine, were you the one that interviewed her? Yeah, I was. It was super cool. Well, how's that? Like journalist to journalist to interviewer. Like, was she nice? Was she interesting to talk to? Yeah, yeah, it was super interesting. So, it was a great uh, article, by the way. Good job. Oh, thank you. Uh, so, for uh, you know, for those listening who don't know, I work for Hillstown Magazine, but I am also my day job full time. I work for the Tampa Bay Times, the newspaper, the daily newspaper, and my whole career I've worked for daily newspapers. So. It was pretty cool. Also a little awkward, you know, to actually sit down and interview another journalist, but she was super laid back and it was easy to, you know, kind of break the ice because we're both equestrians too. So it was fun to just talk to her about horses, but for also for people who don't know who Solo Data Brian is, she's an American broadcast journalist. Uh, She's fairly famous, like celebrity status was on uh, CNN for a long time. Uh, she was a broadcaster on Al Jazeera America, MSNBC, also HBO. Now she runs her own production company. Um, but yeah, she was great. And it was too funny. Actually, when I did the interview, it was over the phone and, uh, my day job had sent me to Tallahassee to cover the state house because it was our time for all the legislators to show up and actually try to do something. So I was there <laughs> being a political, a political reporter, like in that's the kind press. of funny though, political reporter, like journalist on CNN, like it's, I know hearing her at the time or something. Like <laughs> I know it's funny. Cause I was like in the press corps, you know, elbowing my way up to get quotes from legislators and everything. And then I was, so I was living in Tallahassee for the week covering the state house. And I had scheduled this, phone call with solo dad o'brien and so i'm sitting in this sleazy bar at the end of a really long day covering Hell the legislative yeah. session style, baby <laughs> exactly <laughs> talking to solo dad o'brien you know in this old bar like but it was it was great she was super laid back she's a mom she has four kids uh she's super busy she's got two horses she rides mostly hunter jumper 
Uh, it was a really she, interesting article. Like her daughter's got her back into riding. Yeah, isn't that cool? It was really, really cool. I think yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing too that um, she's very forthright about this is like the one thing that I do to make time for myself. And this is horses are 100% my kind of uh, church. Like it's, yeah. it's her, it's her, where she it's goes to completely yeah. Yeah. unplug and get away from what I can only imagine is an extremely stressful life because she lives in New York city and she's, um, you know, doing, she's, she's not on, um, she's doing less actual broadcast journalism now, as I understand it, but, um, you know, she's got her own production company and, um, is kind of one of those you know, people that you read about that wakes up at five and she probably meditates and is better than all of us. And <laughs> yeah, right. So if she can make time to ride, you know, I can make time to ride, it's you know, inspiring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so she, what was really cool when the issue came out last week, she uh, tweeted about it. So she shared the cover and it sparks like this really interesting kind of funny <laughs> oh thread God, so on Twitter funny. of like all her fans. Cause she has, you know, 600,000 followers on yeah, Twitter. Did, what did the comments say to that? Uh, oh, people so are funny. so funny. They're like ridiculous. Caroline, do you remember a good one? Oh my gosh. So this one guy, God bless. He said, that I, he said that um, it was a beautiful cover, but that horses don't really look like that. And that, horses that age didn't have white on their face like her horse on the cover does he said something about it coming to the blaze coming to a point and so he was saying that he thought that the the cover was photoshopped and that we had photoshopped white onto the horse's (laughs) face so (laughs) i was like in stitches over and then she responds and said her horse's name is aspen and she goes are you accusing aspen of photoshop (laughs) oh my gosh and it was so So funny funny. people are hilarious especially non-horse people when they see you know celebrities with horses because there are plenty of you know celebrities that ride um it the the uh, commentary of that is usually pretty hilarious. It's always like, do horses really like to be ridden? Like, yeah. Doesn't that hurt their backs? <laughs> oh, people. So, yeah, that there's lots awesome. of color commentary uh, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go look that one up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, no, she was super cool. Definitely uh, a unique cover for us, too. But it was cool to talk to her. Yeah. And was Everyone it, like, should check that out. It's yeah. a really, really great article. You did a great job. You did Thanks. a really, really good job. It was awesome. So as our one-time tradition and now two-time tradition <laughs> is, <laughs> uh, we are going to play Rose and Thorn. I will explain this one more time and then you guys have to remember how it works. Okay. So the rose, so you say that your rose is the thing that um, has happened to you that is like the best thing that's happened to you in the week and then the thorn is the worst thing. You can also do the bud, which is the thing that you're most optimistic about, but we won't do that one this time. We'll just do rose and thorn to keep it simple for you guys. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> we can add some spice next time. Yeah, we'll we'll add more flower parts next time. Um, so, uh, Jess, what is your rose and thorn? 
So my rose would have to be, we are going to Italy for a friend's wedding on May. So excited. And then my thorn would be, we drove 15 hours in the truck and trailer to get up to Millbrook this week. And that was really painful. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. That's terrible. Why does that, 15 hours doesn't normally take that long. I don't feel construction and everything was painful. So 81 thinking it was going to be better, but it wasn't. So was it just you and Doug in the truck? No. And Courtney, our main groom. So, okay. So not bad. you guys weren't left in the in the truck, just the two of you to like be like do 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 like switch no. back and forth driving. Like no, it's we nice to have a third to. person. Yeah. No, and one of my best friends talked to me on the phone for like five hours in the middle of the night. So that was pretty incredible. So everybody got to sleep while Lindsay talked to me. So that was pretty cool. At least That's that was a good friend. She was a really good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that I want the bar to be set that high in any of my friendships. <laughs> like, really, I like, like to sleep. Thanks. Lens. So I was real appreciative for her. So I got to stay awake and everybody slept. So it was really good. So Justine, what's yours? Uh, so my rose is probably that we, uh, we bought a house and we moved into it and we just unpacked our last box. So yes. we're like real Yay! human beings Yay! living in a real human house that looks like a house and it's wonderful. Um, and then my thorn is probably my horse stopped sweating and I've put this endless oh. money pit into making him feel better. The same month I had to pay, make my first mortgage payment. Ooh, so try not to look at my bank account for a while. Yeah, maybe don't click on that, you know, button for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure Suze Orman would approve of that. Just just completely don't look at your bank account. It's yeah, like, yeah, pretty sometimes much. Sometimes it's just the best thing you can do for yourself. Absolutely. But what about you, Caroline? Um, my road. No, I'm going to do my thorn first so we can end on a happy note. Uh, my thorn is that this is kind of gross. Um, my gross is your earlier. Talk. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's is bad it always gross. Am I like the <laughs> you are talking about that? I am actually hanging up this podcast. <laughs> my ro- my thorn is that the vagisil wasn't for my horse. No, I'm just kidding. No! It really was for my horse. I can't do it. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm going to get like <laughs> voted off this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Patricia. No, Patricia, uh, that was not my idea. This is all Caroline. Um, no, my thorn is that my wisdom teeth are coming in. Oh. And it's very strange. And I also thought that this was something that happened to much younger people. And I'm like in my late 20s, like I don't understand why this is happening. So that's a little bit of a thorn. So I'm probably going to have to take them, have them taken out. Uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. No. So maybe I'll like do the show on laughing gas and that'll be my cocktail or something. No. Uh, Hopefully you have a really good rose to like offset that one. I do. I have a really good rose. Okay. So today I brought home a new, a new um, horse. That's not really my horse, but I'm going to have the ride on him and I'm super excited about it. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, a um, the horse belongs to a very, very long time, um, friend of mine. And I had kind of ridden him a couple of times and he had done a little dressage and he'd done a little show jumping. And, you know, I sat on him and I was like, you know, I like, why don't I take him cross country schooling? Cause I, he's, you know, he's a pretty forward horse and I thought he would maybe enjoy it. And 
he was a total star. And so they were like, well, why don't you just take him to New Jersey with you and event him? And, you know, eventually he'll be for sale. And so I have this like amazing new horse to ride and he's a good mover and he's a good jumper. And yeah, I'm super excited. So that is my rose. It's a pretty good rose. That's a a really good rose. That's a really good one. So if you want to hear more from us, check out Heels Down Magazine. It's an interactive digital magazine on your phone or your tablet, so you can take it anywhere you go in the world. You can download it on iTunes or on Google Play, or check out our website at heelsdownmag.com. We will be releasing episodes of Heels Down Happy Hour on the second and last Fridays of each month, so be sure to check that out wherever you listen to your podcasts. And did you know that you can get the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone? Search for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free, super easy to use, and you will hear us chattering all over it. So, guys, cheers to what this time? What are we cheersing to? Cheers to sweat? Cheers to sweat. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone drink a beer for Mikey. Yes. I will happily oblige. I have no duels. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. All right, cheers. Cheers.